Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm a fundamentalist wacko, but you don't need to be plotting the dominionist takeover of America every day to know that there's something wrong in this country when farmers plant two types of crops in the same field. And children are allowed to wear clothes made out of two types of fabric. As president, I'll bring back Levitical law and make sure if a man commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. I'm looking at you, Newt Gingrich. Faith really didn't have much of a part in making America great, but hey, let's change history together. I'm Rick Parody, and I approve this message. Oh, you're still here? Enjoying the music, huh? Yeah, we didn't spare any expense. You hear those angels? We hired real angels. Genuine Texas angels. From the Alamo itself. Because, you know, America... Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome mat. This is episode 25 of Cognitive Distance, for those of you keeping count. Wow, 25? What is this, our silver anniversary, Tom? Is that what this is? It it is. What'd you get me? Did you get me something like a silver? Item, no, nothing. Absolutely not. You know how fucking expensive silver is now? Are you kidding me? I, I don't. Just put it on the chart, the, the expense account for the show. <laughs> you don't. You didn't get your corporate done card. And done. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I bought you a Tiffany's bracelet. I had Jeeves drive mine over. So. <laughs> corporate card. Corporate card so big you got to load it into the corporate. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, my corporate card is is actually made of gold. Yeah. Like it's a gold card made of actual fucking gold. When you go places, you just cut off pieces of it for me. Right. I've got like a microplater. Is that enough? Gold oh shit! I gave you too much. <laughs> so twenty five episodes, though. I wanted. I just want to point out, though. Uh, 
you know, we we just announced the end of Everyone's a Critic on uh, on our last show of Everyone's a Critic because we're focusing so deeply on this show, Tom. And in under a year, we started the show in April. So we've been going at this point now. It's it's December now. So we started in the beginning of April. Um, so right now we've been going for about seven, eight months. Uh We've come out with 25 episodes in seven, eight months. That's pretty good. That's better than I think we've done for everyone's a critic for any of the years we'd ever done it. Oh, my gosh. That's better than the last two years of everyone's a critic. <laughs> I mean, I think it really is. Yeah, it, it totally is. And I think I think the reason why is because we really enjoy doing this show. And one of the things, too, is that we get a lot of people that send us messages and say, we really love the show. We really love the show. And that's why. Tom and I really immediately realized that this show is great and fun to do because the audience really enjoys it. So that's why, you know, your comments and your suggestions and your uh, the, just just affirmations from you make us want to do this show more. So we want to thank everybody for listening and making it fun for us to do. But 25 shows, that's a pretty big milestone in under, you know, I mean, I would I would have liked to have done it in under six months, but we did a pretty good job. So, yeah, I mean, as a fame seeking attention whore, I am absolutely thrilled. <laughs> Fame. Oh, that's fame. I am famous amongst 12 people. That's why. I'm I'm so famous I could walk anywhere and no one will notice me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I have to reintroduce myself to my family half the time. Are you kidding me? No, I fucking pay for the house. The name is Tom. Tom, we had sex an hour ago. Tom. I know it wasn't memorable for me either. Tom. Yeah. yeah. She forgets you only after an hour? Jeez. <laughs> I got a tidy URL. What do yeah. you want? <laughs> so, you know, we we did a we did a little short skit this week about Rick Perry's uh really ridiculous commercial and I think we've got to start talking about that, Tom. Yeah, Rick Perry really fucking failed in every way that you can fail with this commercial. The thing that I impresses me the most though about this commercial um, is, is is how many dislikes his know. ad has had on on the YouTubes and right. you know everywhere you go the response is uniformly negative. Nobody likes this because commercial is it, it's a bigot commercial and it's crazy and it's the logic is so internally flawed. Um, I was actually inspired to write Rick Perry a letter. Um, I did write this letter, so I'm just going to read this real quick. And I would encourage you guys to write Rick Perry. Like, really bother this guy. It's, it's, I mean, if nothing else, it's funny. Dear Governor Rick Perry, I recently saw your War on Religion commercial online, and I have a few concerns. Your commercial indicates you don't have to be in the pew every Sunday to know that there's something wrong in this country when gays can serve openly in the military, but our kids can't openly celebrate Christmas or pray in schools. First, is it your assertion that Don't Ask, Don't Tell is a religiously motivated policy? (laughs) Clearly, the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell is being used here to juxtapose your concerns about religious celebrations and is therefore within a religious context. If Don't Ask, Don't Tell is a religious policy, precisely how does that not violate the Establishment Clause? Clearly, government should not pass any law that favors one religious view in favor of another, Yet your commercial indicates very clearly that the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell is religiously motivated. Of course, if I'm mistaken, and it is not a religiously motivated policy, I'm baffled by its presence in your video. Please clarify. (laughs) Please clarify. (laughs) I'm waiting for the clarification. Well, Tom, here's the thing. I'm a religious douchebag. Okay. (laughs) 
Additionally, your commercial indicates that children cannot openly celebrate Christmas. I find this confusing. Christmas is a national holiday. <laughs> and public schools are closed on this day. Though I think it's worth noting that these same schools are not closed for other religious celebrations. If children are home with their families on this day, which governmental policy prevents them from openly celebrating Christmas? As to prayer in school, again, I'm baffled. I can find nowhere a law that prevents a student from engaging in silent prayer or in praying during lunch, recess, during passing periods, or other moments of free time. Kids already pray in schools. Certainly, public schools don't lead prayers or have structured moments of prayer, but as taxpayer-funded institutions, they're obviously unable to do so legally without violating the Establishment Clause. You say that you're a Christian in your ad. Would you be comfortable having a Jewish teacher lead students in a traditional Jewish prayer or a traditional Islamic prayer? I doubt very much that it is a stretch to suggest that this might cause some concern over at the PTA. <laughs> Choosing to promote the religious observances of one faith over another is a violation of the Establishment Clause when that choice is made on public land and funded by taxpayer money. You also suggest that these issues are based on Obama's war on religion. You and Obama share the same faith. <laughs> Perhaps your inability to see eye to eye on its implementation should serve to highlight why government has no role in establishing religious practices or making policy on religious grounds. If two G-men of the same faith can't agree, what hope is there to appease the many people from the many faiths that make up this country? I will say, though, snazzy Carhartt Jackie got on. <laughs> Respectfully, Tom. That's fucking awesome. I love it. I think that the 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 best part of that is when you point out that the two people of the exact same religion can't agree. Maybe we shouldn't be making policy, right. governmental fucking policy. And the other part too that I think is is the one thing that doesn't get brought up a lot, but you always see. At least I see it on Facebook all the time, Tom. About the fucking prayer in schools. Constantly yeah, fucking I know. see it all the time. Like, oh, they took prayer out of schools and our fucking nation went down the crapper since then. You know, like everybody's got these fucking dumb fucking fate. Nobody will. 98% of your friends won't post this dumb fucking status. <laughs> you know, and I, I see this. You can't pray in schools. First off, that's not true. You can have silent prayer. But then the idea that somebody would be. Be like, well, that we need to have teacher-instituted prayer. And your your answer highlights that perfectly. Like, okay, well, what if he's a Jew? Well, what if he's a Muslim? And what about the atheist kid in there who doesn't want to pray? Right. You know, you're not – you've got to govern to the lowest common denominator, the lowest common denominator of religion. And the lowest common denominator of religion is secular. You know, it's like somebody who's a humanist who doesn't believe in God. Well, then you've got to govern to those people. Even if you were to stick – to uh, prayers being, you know, let's say you were to say, well, we're, we're going to just declare a national religion because that's what you really have to you do. You have to do it, yeah. You know, and we're going to say it's, okay, the national religion is Christianity. Really? Which branch? Yeah, I know there's which, a, which yeah. one? Because that is a fucking deeply fragmented religion. There's a lot of discrepancy from belief to belief. There's a, there's a church who has a an openly gay bishop. So is it that church that you guys are good with or is it the... The Westboro Baptist Church, you want them to lead your kids in prayer? Or the Catholic Church? I don't want to send my kid to a class where they're fucking handling snakes. You know right. what I mean? Like, what the fuck? I don't want them fucking, I don't want somebody jumping around, fucking wriggling around on the ground, speaking in tongues. <laughs> no. You or know? like, you know, oh, well, we can't celebrate Christmas. Well, that's because the national faith is Christian, but it's Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. And they don't celebrate <laughs> Christmas. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's, 
your religion is not what let's let's fucking let's cut the bullshit. It's not one religion. It's not like it's not like we've all agreed. It's not like they've all agreed. Rather, all the Christians have gotten together in a big pile and they've all been like, all right, well, let's agree on the following shit. They haven't. They can't agree no. on anything. No, none of the major monotheistic uh, religions agree. You know, member to member on every tenet of their faith. So how are you going to pass laws based on that? If you're involved in the gay and lesbian lifestyle, it's bondage. It is personal bondage, personal despair, and personal enslavement. And that's why this is so dangerous. It's a very sad life. It's part of Satan, I think, to say that this is gay. It's anything but gay. Similarly unpleasant is the fucking Yahoo. This is a story. um, It's actually a really annoying story. Michelle Bachman was uh, having one of her public appearances, and uh, she was approached by an eight-year-old activist? Uh, I don't know. She was approached by an eight-year-old who was um, almost certainly coerced into delivering a line um, to be recorded on camera to Michelle Bachman, and that was, you know, my mommy is is gay and she is a lesbian and doesn't need fixing. I think, Cecil, this is a deplorable act. I, and I'm no Michelle Bachman fan. I am not a Michelle Bachman fa- fan either. But, you know, sending your kid up to her and, and as a – first off, have the fucking the, – the, the gall or the, the, the guts or whatever, the fucking piss and vinegar to walk up to that person and say what you really think. Don't send your little kid up there because it's a political stunt is what it is. It's not a – and it's debasing – Sort of the the other side. You're basically taking the people that are for LGBT uh, for for LGBT rights, and you're saying they're going to play dirty because this is playing dirty. This is sending a kick. She yeah. can't react to this kid. She can't look at this kid and say, you know, well that's just wrong, or have a debate with the kid because the kid can only say one thing. He's like a little puppet. He walks up and says, "Mommy, not broken." You know, like, well, great. That that doesn't. It doesn't prove your point. And I also think it's just a fucking cheap, cheap political trick to send a kid up and and say to the to the mother or say to say to Bachman for the mother something like. Yeah, right. I just think it's cheap. Your kid's not a fucking prop. You know, using this kid like a fucking prop is just it's just it's not it's not a classy way to make a point at all. It's it's the antithesis of that. It's it's crude and it's it's awkward and it's uh, it, it devalues your point. Um, if you've got something to say to Bachman, fucking say it. You know, I remember when I was seven or eight years old, my dad um, would always make me, if we'd go to a restaurant or whatever, he would always make me order my own food. If I didn't order something, he wasn't going to order for me. So he'd be like, well, we're just, you, know, you just don't get a food if we're out. And I was always kind of shy about doing that. You know, here's a fucking stranger, and you're in a fucking strange place, and it's crowded, and you have to tell somebody something that you want. I remember that was tough for me when I was in third. Right. Let's remember, eight years old, yeah. we're talking about a third grader. Yeah. You know, we're not talking about a kid with a depth of maturity. He's a fucking third grader. And he's, we're not talking about a kid who's weighed these fucking issues on his own. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, he, he didn't grow up in a vacuum. He grew up in a gay family. And I'm not saying that it's that, that mommy isn't broken, okay? I'm not uh, not disagreeing with this kid at all. No. But this kid doesn't have any other alternative viewpoints to even make this call. They're not his words, man. They're not his fucking words. You're just sending him up. I mean, you may as well fucking send Bender from Futurama up there if you're going to send exactly, a robot. Exactly, right? What the fuck? But, but 
you know, Michelle Bachman doesn't get away from this scot-free because she kind of recoils in horror from this kid. She totally does. She did not handle this well at all. Yeah. At all. She just glares. I mean, the glare that she delivers, like, rah. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty, uh, she's not a good person. Yeah. Michelle Bachman is, no. is pretty deeply, she's also deeply fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, her appearance on Glenn Beck's show. Now, if you can't look good as a conservative on Glenn Beck. Bachman and Palin have, have kind of struck out here, and that's pretty scary. It, wow. I mean, this is your fucking home turf, right? Right. This right. is it. Like, you, <laughs> it's your own fucking bat boy right there. You know what I mean? Like, sling him yeah. over the plate and knock him out the goddamn park. You have what people. You have people on the sidelines going, Bachman, Bachman, right. Bachman. Right, there's little not gay cheerleaders, you know, <laughs> dancing around. Not not gay at all, though. Not even close. Your to husband's gay. over there yeah. with them, yeah. not being gay. Yeah, he's totally not being Very gay. Very actively not yeah. gay. Right. Very right. conspicuously not <laughs> gay. Kind of, you know, thou don't protest too much. Is that how that goes? Yeah, the, the <laughs> lady don't, don't protest don't too much. much. Yeah. <laughs> but on Glenn Beck, you know, she she uh, makes some comments about. You know, in all the 5,000 year history of the earth of, or people, um, you know, marriage has always been between a man and a woman. I like that everything about that sentence is, is inaccurate. <laughs> I mean, there's she got the word yeah, earth right. Right. Everything else is just wrong. 5,000 years isn't an even in keeping. She's shortening it from her own creationist nuttery. Like yeah. she just lopped off a thousand years. She didn't like those first thousand years. Neither did neither did God. Turns out he made a flood. So right. I think God yeah. didn't like those first thousand years either. I don't so. think those count if you go not it yeah. after. <laughs> and the flood's really like the cosmic not it, right? Yeah, it like, totally is. Yeah. He just called a mulligan, is what it's he a did. Fucking, just, <laughs> mulligan. <laughs> So, uh, so what else she says though is is that it hasn't happened in in the history of mankind. But Tom and I, you know, we looked at the liberal source Wikipedia, right, under same sex marriage and his, ancient history. There's several en- entries here from it's, China. There's uh, there's some from the early Roman Empire. Now, did you check to see if any of those are are more than five thousand years old? Because then they wouldn't count. Because yeah. no, they, again, we're, God we're put back at, his Scrabble letters yeah. and picked new ones <laughs> a thousand years into the game. So, I got all Z's. Right, it's like Jesus. X and J. What am I going to make with X and Ugh. J? But uh, but another thing that I want to point out too, and this is this is sort of a broad, uh, a, a broad statement that that really affects I think both Bachman and Perry here. A lot of conservatives want to talk about how they cons- they're they're sort of conserving these values. That's why they call themselves conservatives. We're conserving these values. And what conservatives have really gotten away from, which is the saddest part, is they've gotten away from personal freedom. And right now what we have is a clash between these two things. Uh, Conserving quote unquote values, meaning conserving sort of the the status quo, which is, you know, one man, one woman marriage versus personal freedom. And I think if you're a true conservative, you should always be erring on the side of personal freedom. You should always be saying, "Okay, it's you know, our laws are unjust because nobody's saying, well, you know what we should really do is conserve the the blacks can't vote. We should really conserve that women can't vote. We should really conserve that blacks should sit on the back of the bus and there should be separate drinking fountains. Right. Because all of those were were laws on the books. I mean, all those all those existed as laws. 
But we overcame all those laws because we realized that they were fucking stupid. And I think at a certain point, you realize that your law is fucking stupid and you go, you know what? Let's just err on the side of personal freedom on this one. Personal freedom it is. So when these people are 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 saying this and and coming out against gay marriage, uh, it's 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 more than just gay marriage that they're against. They're against personal freedom. Well, right. And and what they're really telling us, right, is that it's not is that they're not they're not here to protect personal freedoms for everybody. They're here to protect the personal freedoms they personally value. Right. Sure. And and they will decide for you which of the personal freedoms you get and which of the ones they don't like. And so you don't get to have. That's really what they're saying. And and we don't do this with any other type of any other person who wants to get married. Right. Like we don't look at be like, OK, well, you guys are going to get married. You've got to go in front of the governmental marriage review board and you've got to decide. Like, no, marriage she's paddles. Look, she's way too fucking fat for you, dude. She's way, like Jack Sprat could eat no fucking fat here. You can't marry that fucking heifer. You've got to find somebody thinner or, you know, you, you know what? Your her skin is just a little different color than yours. I think we can't let you. You know, there's no fucking marriage review board. Like if I have a fucking penis and she has a vagina, Suddenly it's fucking hunky fucking dory that right. we can get married. Yeah, look, you can be a felon yeah. and get married. You can be a murderer and get married. You can get married in prison. Yeah. You can be an actual murderer. That's not a hypothetical. You can be somebody who murdered his last wife. How do you, how do you sell that one? You can be like, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's yeah, there's nothing right. that bars you, right? There's no there's no law that says, okay, all right, all right, yeah. we gave you one. Yeah. <laughs> you killed her. You have enough to do, government. Yeah. You're I don't want I, I don't know how to break this news to you, but you've got some other fucking issues that have not been yeah. solved yet. And having you, solved all the other world's problems. Right. <laughs> you, you you haven't fixed it all. They're, we're not like stepping back like, oh man. Oh, I woke up this morning to go to Congress, but there was nothing to do. Yeah, we've everything's it all. humming along so fucking yeah. great. I can't think of what else to do. Let's figure out what people are doing with their genitals. Yeah. Well, they're I mean, humming along. That's the, that's what they're doing. Is, you know. <laughs> You're a dick! Oh, be nice! Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay! Oh, my God. What's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. <laughs> So I got good news for anybody who wants to shop at Macy's. Now, we don't do a lot of commercials <laughs> here on this show. Yeah, we certainly don't do any paid commercials. Right, no kidding, sure. right? <laughs> but a recent incident uh, reported actually on 1millionmoms.com. Um, I don't think we're giving you the press you're looking for, yeah. 1 million moms. Um, a recent incident at a Macy's, um, a transgendered individual um, wanted to change. She wanted to go into a dressing room and change her clothes in the ladies' dressing room. And uh, the woman who was, like, manning the dressing room or what have you, the, and, like, that's your job, whatever, but you're manning the <laughs> you're dressing totally room. You're going to be I, demeaning to her job. Kid, like, come on. Fucking come on. You're not even a rent-a-cop. Like, you're sitting in front of the fucking dressing room at Macy's. So she got all worked up because this this woman walked in and, and was a transgendered woman and, and I uh, said, no, oh, you can't change here. You got to change in the men's dressing room and what have you. And it escalated to the point where this woman 
um, basically stuck to her guns, and Macy's Cecil did the right thing and fired her happy ass. And uh, Macy's is now at least partially batshit crazy free around the dressing room. And so now there's this outrage with, you know, the, you know, they say one million moms, probably about, you know, maybe a couple thousand. Uh, they're going to send letters to Macy's. And I say, great, you know, don't shop there. Send your letters. It's wonderful. I think that, you know, like this is exactly how uh, consumers should bond together to right. vote with their dollar, so to speak. Uh, I don't go to Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A, uh, they have sent money to uh, anti-gay marriage groups. And I think that that's fucking deplorable. So Chick-fil-A, I will never buy one of those little nasty fucking chicken sandwiches with, with my money. <laughs> it will never fucking happen. This is how you vote with your dollar. This is what you do as a consumer. You you not only vote, uh, you not only pay for products that you want, but you also pay companies that you don't think uh, that that you think are being ethical. Uh, there was that big push against Nike when back in the day when they were using sweatshops, and they've changed how they've done everything, and now they're actually one of the more socially responsible places that you could put your money nowadays. So there's a lot of places that have changed their image because of something like this. And maybe Macy's in the past has done uh, they they've caught some flack and changed their image, and now they're LGBT friendly. And I say to everybody in the sound of my voice, Macy's is LGBT friendly, so maybe you should go there. Right. Right. And, you know, you know, too, this woman was totally within her rights to stand up. I we were talking about this before the show. I hope that if I were ever in a position at my work where I, I felt like I was being asked to do something that went against a, a uh, an, an ethical belief that I have, I hope that I would stand up for that. I hope I would say, no, I'm not going to do that. And if I got fired, I got fired. OK, great. Um, you know, this woman is not a doctor. She's not a healthcare professional. She's the fucking Yahoo who sits outside the fucking dressing room, right? Right, right. You know, so it's not a matter of life and death. She can take an ethical stance if she so chooses. And, you know, the store has the right to fire her. Great, they fired her. This everything played out exactly as it should have played out. I'm thrilled with this whole, because she's gone. Bye-bye, stupid. Right. Now well, I go to Macy's and, you know, this. I'm, I don't have to worry about asshole nutters like this. Your shopping experience is Yahoo free. Right. Yeah. I, this would be wonderful if everybody did this, right? If everybody did because then you would know at a glance, you'd know immediately like, oh, well, when I go to such and such a company, it's filled with the batshit crazy Chick-fil-A nutters. Well, that's not a place I want to spend my time or right. money. So fuck you in the ear, dude. I'm gone. <laughs> Fuck off. I'll go to Macy's or wherever. I'll go places where that are actually run by reasonable, rational, decent human beings, and they'll have my money. Well, Cecil, I have bad news on the war on Christmas. Bad it's news? on. Did we lose? <laughs> <laughs> you know, here in the States, there's there's a bunch of pundit asshole nutters that are screaming all the time about the war on Christmas. Oh, kids can't. Like Rick Perry, for example. Kids can't openly celebrate Christmas and all this sort of nonsense. Um, well, North Korea is furious. <laughs> South, South Korea's Christmas lights plan. Um, South Korea wants to put up a giant tree-shaped tower right near the border. Um, and this is really pissing off the North Koreans. Um, 
The war on Christmas should never escalate to an actual war. <laughs> never be a real war. I, you know what? What kind of carols are they going to sing? Like, sleigh bells ring, are you shooting? <laughs> the blood or is glistening. Like, <laughs> or like, <laughs> jingle bells, shotgun shells, shooting all the way. I, I think we can think up a few of these. These would be fun right, to do, right. right? Oh, Christmas tree would change, you yeah. know. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> And when the, you know when the snow is actually human ash, you know that's when you, I think right. you got to stop. You know you got to sort of quit at that point. It's hard to make a snowman out of human ash. It turns out. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas followed by nuclear winter. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to wear your red suit though, because that totally like that's that's not good camouflage. No, at all. People could totally pick you, pick you up. Like yeah, snipers business, will fuck yeah. you up, man. They will fuck you up. You got like ornaments on the tree or like grenades. <laughs> it's already that way in North Korea. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, they don't have any food, so. Right. Yeah, they got to yeah. eat something. Yeah. It's pineapple shaped. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, delicious, high explosive fragmentation grenades. The difference between that one documentary, there's a great documentary from, uh, I think it's from Frontline that you turned me on to between, about North Korea, Tom. That's actually some really scary shit that happens over there. The North Korea's I've seen every documentary I can watch on North Korea and it's it's an unbelievable place. The one thing that that really shocked me was the difference in height between the the North Koreans and the South Koreans. They were saying like yeah. 7 inches on average shorter because of the malnutrition. It's 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 an absolute epidemic. It's uh you know, I've seen a whole bunch of documentaries about North Korea and that that place is not a joke. That place is that's that's probably the worst place on earth right now um liberia is probably in the running for that but um from the documentaries i've seen that north korea is um it i i hate to say this but it's it's almost like 1984 come to life yeah and 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 that's that's so cliche and hyperbolic and sort of ridiculous but i mean they genuinely have radios that stream propaganda into their kitchens that they cannot shut off that's fucking insane. That's nutty, man. That's insane. Yeah, that's not a good place. I think I would not hang up this Christmas tree. I would, you know, I'd avoid it. You know, because they I have, would. Uh, you know, maybe they can't reach Japan with their missiles, but they can certainly reach South Korea with their right. missiles. Right. And I think it's funny. Like, this is like fucking with your neighbor. Yeah. Except your neighbor has a rocket launcher pointed <laughs> at your face. Right. That's not the guy you're yeah, fucking with. Yeah. It's fun to fuck with your neighbor. Yeah. Ha ha, I totally TP'd his house. Ha 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 ha. Oh, he fucking shot my family. Yeah, that wasn't that's awesome. That's not a good, that's not a, that's a worst he's, Christmas ever. <laughs> Although your your gifts are much shorter. You don't have to get as many gifts that year. It's true. And yeah. you don't have to worry about the uh, uh, thank you cards. Yeah, no. Yeah. Which is nice, because that's the worst part, really. Come on. Your headstone budget, though, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All of this was brought upon us in a single day. And night fell on a different world. A world where freedom itself is under attack. Americans have many questions tonight. Americans are asking, who attacked our country? The evidence we have gathered all points to a collection of loosely affiliated terrorist organizations known as Al-Qaeda. They are some of the murderers indicted for bombing American embassies in Tanzania and Kenya and responsible for bombing 
the USS Cole. This group and its leader, a person named Osama bin Laden, are linked to many other organizations in different countries. So Noam Chomsky, this is this is a pretty controversial figure, but Noam Chomsky's book, uh, 9-11, takes on bin Laden's death um, and specifically the imperialist mentality that sort of um, comes with and, and precipitated uh, bin Laden's death. And Cecil had some pretty unequivocal things to say in his new book. I like uh, I like the last piece that he says in this article here, the from Alternet. They're talking about uh, he's talking about how. Osama bin Laden kind of uh, he sort of orchestrated the entire thing, uh, not just 9-11, but he orchestrated all the things that happened after 9-11, all the goals that he wanted to accomplish. He sort of accomplished. He made the Amer- America more paranoid. He made us uh, more uh, clamp down more, uh, lose more freedom. Uh, he made he made us mire ourselves in war and spend a lot of money doing that. Uh, you know, a lot of effects on our economy came from that specifically. So there's a, you know, he's done a, as one person, he did a lot. He did a whole lot. And, and Noam Chomsky's pointing this out. But at the end of the article, it says, uh, it's talking about how the United States had, had basically went in to Pakistan, a country that happens to be able, uh, that happens to be a nuclear power. We went in and killed Osama bin Laden on their soil. And he says, uh, he says, the United States even had the poor judgment to name this adventure Operation Geronimo. And as Chomsky says, and I'm reading directly from the article, as Chomsky says, the imperial mentality is so profound throughout Western society that no one can perceive that they are glorifying bin Laden by identifying him with courageous resistance against genocidal invaders. <laughs> wow, that's fucking, I love that. I think this guy is awesome. I mean, he's at least unbelievably ballsy. He's honest. He's just fucking honest. And people right. don't want to hear that shit. People want to be like, America, man, we fucking shot him Osama bin Laden in the face. You know, like, <laughs> like that's, what, that's what they want to think. But when it comes... In the face! But when it comes down to it, <laughs> fucking dotted his eyes. But when it comes down to it, uh, you know, he, he, he wreaked a lot of havoc on our economy, on our way of life. Did we go over there and, and eventually kill him? Yeah, but it took a long time and a lot of man hours, and we got mired in two wars in two different fucking countries just to do it. One of them yeah, not I, even related to the fucking topic. Right, and I think, you know, Chomsky's point is that um, Osama bin Laden didn't get us involved in those conflicts. We got our own dumb selves involved right. in those conflicts, you know, because we, got we totally fucking flipped out. Yeah. And, and we should have. Like, don't get me wrong. Please don't misunderstand. 9-11 was a big goddamn deal. And I'm not for a moment pretending that it wasn't. But I think the suggestion is that this is exactly what bin Laden was looking for. And we know that because he said so. You know right? how we, I know it? Because that's what he fucking, fucking said. said. <laughs> <laughs> but he, this, is, this is exactly what he wanted. You know, He wanted to do damage to the economy. He wanted to make us fear ourselves and our neighbors and to you know, put things into place that restricted our freedoms to damage our economy. I mean, it, these are all things that that he got. I mean, yeah, he got killed for it. But I mean, are we really going to pretend that that these guys aren't willing to martyr themselves for this cause? I, I don't I mean, he's, he's Chomsky's right in the sense that you can't pretend like, haha, we got you. Right. Really? We got you. Yeah, we got you individually. But if this is truly a war of ideas, are we winning? I'm not so sure about that. When we spent the last 10, 11 years of our 
collective national life, you know, and, and sacrifice the lives of thousands of our soldiers and soldiers from across the world and the, the lives of how many tens or hundreds of thousands of civilians. It's very difficult to suggest that we are winning. Yeah. Like, that's some fucking Charlie Sheen winning at that point. <laughs> that's some tiger it's blood not, fucking DNA winning. <laughs> right. That's not actual right, winning. Right. I do believe that atheists are parasites in the sense they're benefiting from everything that religious culture is built in America, but they're doing nothing to add energy into the system. So, see, so this is an interesting story. Um, this is from ABC News. This is from their religion section. Um, it's an article about atheists who go to church. And it suggests that they are doing it for the children. Um, I read this and was just sort of baffled by it. Um, I understand in the case. Now, they, they make a point early in the article that um, bringing your kids to church, if you're an atheist, makes sense. If, you know, one person in the relationship is an atheist and the other person is not. Okay, well, bring them to church and then, you know, let them decide for themselves what their, what their thoughts are. But um, if that's not the case... I don't even understand how this works. You bring your kids to church, you're an atheist. Which church do you bring them to? Like, hop in the car. Okay, it's Sunday morning. Let's go to church. Okay, which one? I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> I don't belong to any of them. I don't think, I think they're all nonsense. Yeah. Like, how do you choose amongst nonsense? Yeah. I'm I can only think that you would go to the church that you're... That you're like that you maybe have a family history of going maybe. to, or the one with the shortest sermon is the one I'd go to. Right. Like I'd, I'd rate them on sermon length and then decide right. that way. I mean, I like go to Yelp and like read reviews. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I, I mean, if gas is four bucks a gallon. I think I'd go to the closest. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good that's another good way to weed them out. The one that gives you free food, like the Catholic one, because you get the wafer and then you get a little sip of wine. So, okay, don't you get one where you can like rip off a hunk of bread? I mean, I'm a fat man. I don't want a wafer. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> wafer? Look the at me, motherfucker. What am I going to do with a wafer? <laughs> you better a get wa- me is a it a chocolate wafer? Fucking wafers. <laughs> this better have a vanilla filling, man. I'm, are you fucking serious? <laughs> can I at least dip it in syrup or something? Like, yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Do you, have, do you have some bacon drippings <laughs> or what the fuck? A wafer. Can I get a Chick fil A sandwich here? I mean, it's a religious institution, right? I got to be there at nine in the morning on a Sunday. I will eat the fucking candles at that point. I do not care. You're like eating the parishioner next to you. <laughs> like half in your mouth. Creepy with you. I don't understand this either. And I, like I said, we were talking about this story earlier. And I said to you, I said, well, if if the person that you're married to happens to be religious, I could understand this completely. But if it's if it's not a, a mutual thing where both of you are like or, – or if it is a mutual thing where you're both atheists, what do you do? Bring the kid to a place that you don't really believe in. And then what is the, what is the awkward conversation like later? Like when like little Timmy's like, oh, so, so will God help grandma? I'd be like, well, Timmy, there is no God. Well, then what the fuck are we doing wasting our fucking time at church, Dad? <laughs> I would much rather play with Transformers. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know what? I, I don't understand as an atheist why you would want to inspire a mythical worldview. Right. That doesn't you make know, sense. That doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense to me. And I, I again, there's the, there's the real conundrum of, of picking which church do you go to, but then what age do you start bringing them? You know, I've got a five-year-old. He's just turning five. 
I cannot imagine bringing a five-year-old to a church. Like, that's fucking, that's nearly child abuse to me. Like, yeah. he has no idea. I, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, my little guy and I, we were, we were wrestling around and we were playing, and he brings out, like, he's got a bunch of masks and stuff, and sometimes we'll play, you know, like, pretend or what have you. And he has, like, a Frankenstein mask, and he's got a mask that is very clearly a devil mask. It's, like, red and black, and it's got horns, but he's never heard of the devil. So he thinks it's a kitty cat mask. Because he thinks the horns are ears. Because he has no idea what the devil is. He's never fucking heard of that right, shit. Right, Because it's bullshit. And I'm not going to bring that shit up because he's going to ask. We, we drive sometimes past this church on our way to, to school when I drop him off in the morning. He asks me what it is. And I tell him it's a business. Like, it's a business. What do they have there? Nothing we're buying. Yeah. And that's it, because I don't, because he's little. Like he believes everything I said. He thinks that in a few weeks, a giant fat man's gonna ride around powered by reindeer, and give him presents for being good. And I'm gonna bring him to church. <laughs> really? Admittedly, it's it's about the same thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> but at some point, someone's gonna tell him Santa isn't real. Sure. At some point, at some point, somebody should tell. I don't know, some other people that God isn't real. <laughs> right. We should have a podcast about we that. We should. We should work on it. <laughs> so speaking of Christmas, though, I think, you know, what a, what a wonderful Christmas gift somebody could give uh, would be to spend $2 on them, especially if those people like this podcast, to buy them our podcast app, Tom, that you could get right now on Amazon. If you, oh, I like the lead-in. If you, I if like you the were lead-in. looking for a Christmas gift, maybe you just want to spend it on yourself. You're sick of buying fucking gifts for everybody else on your list because you had to buy fucking Aunt Sally a gift and you had to buy your dog a gift. And you're just furious and you just want to get that anger out. Just spend $2 on her. And if you really like it, buy it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this would be a great time to take a break. And give you information on how to buy our app, how to uh, hand us our ass, give us phone calls and emails and text messages, and uh, get in touch with us to send us all of your various forms of hate mail. We'll return after the break to annoy you with the rest of our show. You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated. So we have to do a little follow-up on a uh, story that we've covered previously. Um, And I also want to make a correction. So we covered a story recently about uh, an Afghan woman who was raped. Um, She was imprisoned, and uh, she feared that she might have to marry her attacker. Rather, it was feared uh, that she might have to marry her attacker because of uh, some misguided, barbaric sense of honor um, that's unfortunately endemic to the culture. Um, we got some facts wrong last time. It was pointed out to us by one of our listeners on our blog. I thank you for uh, pointing out my various flaws. Um, I will send you a list of the other flaws that I have. It will be lengthy. Um, we mentioned on our show last time that the attacker had was actually not in jail. 
I was mistaken. The attacker was in jail as well. He's in prison as well. Uh, so I, I apologize for the misread and uh, the misinformation. Um, this this woman was freed from jail, um, which only makes sense because she's the fucking victim of a God, horrific crime. Um, but it is her plan now to marry her attacker. Uh, and she's freed from jail, I think, specifically because she chose that path, right? Like, that's how she got out of jail. Well, was... they're saying that that's not the case. They're saying that, that the two are not, like, the yeah. government's official stance is that the two yeah. are not related. The government's but official stance is on. that the two are not related. Yeah. But common sense, I think, tells you that they are completely related. Because why would she agree to do it? If she fucking is already out of jail. When you've got a culture that this is the only way that she can regain her sense of honor is to marry the person who fucking attacked her violently and raped her. Um, who knows? I mean, honestly, I think I think when when you try to as a as a as a person who grew up in Western culture, when you try to look at a culture like this and you try to understand the motivations of the people, um, I, I feel like there's no way I'm gonna understand what drives this woman or people who live in this culture um, on anything more than the most fundamental human level. Because we simply don't come from the same set of basic assumptions and fundamental background. The, the, the disconnect between our cultures is so vast because I see this and it's, it's, it's horrifying. It's genuinely fucking freak show horrifying that a, that a culture would, uh, condone this, much less encourage this. Yeah, I you know I looked into some Sharia law and I came up with a couple things that they uh, that they actually do there. You know, if you, if you get raped, you have to marry a rapist. Um, a couple little little known facts: um, if you're caught shoplifting, they actually have to hire you as a clerk there uh, at the at the place where you were shoplifting. Um, if you're a victim, if you're a victim of domestic violence, uh, you're supposed to go out to brunch with the person. Yeah, you're supposed nice. to have a nice light brunch. You know, nothing too heavy. Uh, you certainly can't have the eggs Benedict because of the Sharia law against ham. So you've got to get something else on the menu. Um, if you're if you're if you're a victim of vandalism, you have to take those kids to Great America. So like nice. that's that's like the next sort of level up. So, I like that it's Great America too. Yeah. <laughs> Are we there yet? Yeah. Are we there yet? <laughs> oh my god. It it's it's pretty ridiculously awful. It's resoundly awful. And I, and I think that uh that this shows you that when you're following a fucking bronze age text whether you're doing it in America and fucking saying gays can't get married or you're doing it uh in in these countries, these Muslim countries where they follow Sharia law and it's a bronze age book, uh you need to look at those times and say, "You know what? We've fucking grown since then." And people shouldn't fucking marry their rapists. And maybe we should fucking stop being so fucking misogynistic and start treating, you know, half the population as equal since, you know, they equal us in number. Right. <laughs> and in everything else. Yeah. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Why don't you answer him? He's talking big right now. I don't know what he's saying. He's asking you if you swear. No, but I know all the words. He's asking you if you'll swear to tell the truth. Truth is stranger than fiction, Judgey Wudgey. <laughs> so, see, so this next story is from uh, the UK. This is insane. This to me. story this makes is, me so mad. I mercy for the drunk Muslim girl gang who attacked a woman. A a, a gang of uh, Somali Muslim girls attack this woman, and the video is available. Uh, you can you can see it. Um, there are so many weird things going on here. 
Um, so they attack this woman. It doesn't. There's not enough context from the video to figure out why they attack her. I can't tell if they're trying to rob her or what. It says that it says the four defendants shouted, "Kill the white slag!" as they attacked this woman and dragging her to the ground. And it's a bunch of sisters um, attacked her. Four people. This judge. I don't understand what the fuck is wrong with this judge. Um, the judge is goes light on the attackers because they're Muslims and they were drunk. And since they're Muslims and they're not used to drinking, then they evidently were not used to the effects of the alcohol. And so the violence is somehow mitigated by this. I, It's a line of, of reasoning so convoluted and fucked on crazy. I can't even possibly begin to dissect it. Um, <laughs> by that same token, if, if I go to an Indian reservation here in the States and I fucking get crazed on peyote and start shooting up the place, the first like five shots don't count because I'm not used to peyote. How does that work? Oh, Who you know, exactly I'm, is used to peyote? <laughs> fucking, I don't usually consume incredible amounts of peyote, so I had no idea. I would think you would turn into lizard men and I would have to eradicate. You know, <laughs> what the fuck? I, I don't understand. The one thing that makes me the maddest about this video is this fucking giant fucking wuss she's hanging out with. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. These girls attack this woman, and he's standing there fucking holding his coat half the time. Put I your know. fucking coat down, dopey, and punch one of these girls in the face. Like, these people are attacking someone that you're with. You don't Violently. just fucking you don't just fucking kind of toddle around there and be like right right uh excuse me uh you shouldn't be punching my girlfriend in the face right now like what the <laughs> fuck dude put your fucking coat down I watch this video and I'm screaming the entire time at my inanimate computer because I'm so upset that he's not doing anything and and the judge the judge says he accepted the fact that the attackers may have felt victims of unreasonable force. From Mr. Moore. Unreasonable force! What are you supposed to do? Fucking hut? Like lay down in the fetal position when someone attacks you over there? I don't have any idea. In the United States, in like 49 states, you could shoot these people. <laughs> right? I mean, honestly, if, some, if, if you have a group of people, if you are outnumbered and attacked... And, and the only thing they felt victims of unreasonable force, he's sort of half-heartedly pushing them away. Oh, yeah. no, stop. And he doesn't even stop. drop his coat. Put your coat down. I would down. prefer that you did not kick my girlfriend in the facial yeah. region. Right, right. <laughs> what the fuck? Jeeves, pull the car around. This, you know, look, it's rare that I'm going to say like, oh, you know, here in America, we'd have handled this violence better. Yeah. You know, that's, you're, you're not going to hear that from me too often, but I will say this. Here yeah. in America, we would handle that violence better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Much especially better. in a concealed carry state. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. You'd have four fucking coffins is what you'd have. I, I can't even, like, unreasonable force? He gently pushes them away. Oh no, no, please. Yes. <laughs> I mean. I've suffered more damage in like a wave pool. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is, this is baffling. Like. This comes from, from from an area that every time there's a soccer match, yeah. they light the entire city on <laughs> they fire. They light the participants on fire. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Unreasonable force. I don't understand that shit force. at all, man. There's four people attacking this woman. And they beat they're, the shit. They're fucking kicking her while she's on the ground. They're oh like, yeah, they're she's her on the, the ground. And she's not like fucking stomping her in the face. This is very unkind. <laughs> this is very, very unkind. <laughs> So see, so this is an interesting circumstance because 
usually we like to end the show, um, end the news portion of our show, I should say, with the most ridiculous story of the week. And that's why this is unusual. Because we have two stories today vying, I think, for most ridiculous story of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Islamic cleric bans women from touching bananas, <laughs> cucumbers, for sexual resemblance. Oh my! <laughs> That's a wonderful little cucumber you have there. Stop jerking my gherkin. <laughs> this is uh, what? Really? Like this you're guy, afraid this of guy tube just, shaped items? No, he stumbled on the vegetable porn on the internet. I mean, come on, you know right. this guy did. He was like accidentally clicking or not accidentally, probably not accidentally at all, clicking around. And he came across, across some veggie porn, and he's just like, huh, that's what they do with cucumbers. This guy is lovingly caressing his zucchini and absolutely terrified yeah. that women might do the same, you know? Yeah. It, this is this is insane. You're afraid? I mean, honestly, like, are we just going to ban tubes in general? Like, anything cylindrical? Like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> I love Women that a should... man has to cut it up for them. I know, in another room. <laughs> in another room. They want, if you're going to eat, yeah. you know, dick fruit, then you got to have a dude cut it up in another room so you don't even see it. You, you can't, it's not even that you can't touch it. You can't even be reminded of the shape of the cock. Uh, isn't most architecture actually sort of phallic too? Have you seen the, like the, the towers yeah, and like, the mosques? Like, like man, they say, look like yeah. big. Penises, man. Here's, here's, a, here's a picture. Hold on. Let me send you the picture, Tom. There's a picture of this mosque. It's the, uh, there's a picture on Wikipedia <laughs> of the Nur Astana Mosque. I don't know exactly where it's at. Uh, let me see where it says it's at in uh, on Wikipedia here. So then, then you could take a look at it. It's in, it's in uh, Kazakhstan. <laughs> And it's surrounded by four giant cocks. <laughs> it's totally surrounded by. And the best part is, each cock has like like a little like thing shooting it's out of it for her pleasure. So, yeah. so it looks like they're actually ejaculating. <laughs> After services, they just they, they that's that's how the arch was invented. Each After one, services, they just yeah. flash it out. Each one has a cock ring on it, and it's ejaculating. So yeah. <laughs> Like, that's ridiculous. Like, that's the most phallic architecture I've ever seen in my life. And you're like, well, she can't eat cucumbers. That's insane. This is, like, this is coming from, obviously, from from some fucked up, super sexually repressed dude. Oh, my God, yeah. Who has no ability to understand human sexuality on anything but the most repressed, absurd level. And, you know, it, it looks like from the article that most... yeah. Um, most people are just shaking their heads in consternation and disbelief. Men have no right <laughs> at all to ever condemn like what a woman's gonna do. I mean, every teenage boy has done the worst shit ever. Yeah. Right? Like a horny teenage boy looks around at his house and thinks like, I'd fuck that. He's fucked forty things in the house. At that right. <laughs> right. And you're worried about tube fruit. It's a, great, it's a great a great line. I forget which comedian it was. But uh, but <laughs> talking about all the things he fucked when he was growing up, he's talking about like fucking his mom's fur coat or something. And then he's like, he's like, his mom will come in the room. Oh, we're having liver today. He's like, oh, that's okay. I had it last night. <laughs> I forget liver. what comedian that was, but that's fucking. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? It's like they fucked everything.
We, Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. So vying for craziest story, um, a woman in Houston has been arrested for hit and run. But the best part is she hits this kid with her, with her car. She hits a teenager with her car. She looks out the window. Are you okay? She yells. He says, no. <laughs> you just hit me with a car. She throws a Christian pamphlet at him and drives off. What? That's not administering first aid, lady. Well, maybe he was bleeding and he needed something to wrap around him to stop the bleeding. <laughs> uh, stuff this into the gaping yeah. hole in your chest. Yeah, you know that giant fucking gash in your tummy. Just jam this in there until the Maybe she mistook come. the wounds for stigmata. I, you know, I'm just like. I, what do you say? You throw this out the window at somebody and then drive off. That's very Christian. Who would Jesus hit? Yeah. You know, who would Jesus run over? I mean, unless you're driving like a, like a Chrysler Lazarus, this is a bad idea. This is a terrible idea. Everybody you hit comes right back to life. They just pop right, right back boom. up. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. It's fine. Yeah, don't worry about that. That's uh hey, good hit there, though. $730 in medical bills the kid had. Um, so, uh, you know, he didn't fucking knock his noggin off, but at the same time, $730 probably got stitches or treated for some sort of broken limb of some kind. Yeah, it says he had bruised ribs. You know, he went to the emergency room with chest pains, was diagnosed with bru- bruised ribs. Yeah, at, at the very oh. least, he was diagnosed How did with you being get hit, hit by a car. fucking car. Oh, that means that she probably, like, he probably got hit and, like, rolled up on the car. Because that's like, you know, like most of the cars would hit you and then you'd fall on top of it. So he probably, I mean, she must have fucking really given him a whacking. Jesus is her co-pilot. Couldn't he have gotten out of the fucking car? Jesus was texting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was sending a message to my church about how much I love God (laughs) when I totally hit this heathen. So I threw a Christian pamphlet at him and drove off. Insult meet injury. Third degree felony, man. Fucking A. Hit and run. I don't care if you. I don't care what book you throw out of your window. Right. It doesn't make it right. Right, right. I, well, I threw Beowulf at him. I thought that would be good because I ripped his arm off, and Beowulf tears off Grendel's arm, and I thought they could, you know, relate. Right. Yeah. So no, that didn't work at all. That's a fucking awful decision, you fucking bitch. <laughs> so we got quite a bit of email. We've got to talk about. Um, we got an email from uh, Jake. Jake, uh, you sent us an email regarding uh, the Aussie VAC tax. Before I talk about that, I do want to talk briefly, and I won't give away your whole email address, um, but I have to talk about your email <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> I'm not like, going to say is- where, it, but it's it's anal fetus. Yeah, it's anal fetus. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I actually, when I say I'm going to talk about it, I, I'm not really sure what I'm going to say no, about it. No, I think it. we're just going to mention it. It's anal fetus. Anal fetus. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I'm so uncomfortable right now, Jake. <laughs> um, he, sa- he said that uh, after he thought about the Australian VAC tax, he was basically, he raised some concerns that, uh, you know, government is not to be trusted and, you know, having them uh, initiate something like this uh, makes him very uncomfortable because government has a history of, um, not being very responsible with its rights and responsibilities. And I have to say that while I agree with you in terms of your uh, decision to be a little distrustful of government, um, I would counter that by saying this is something very specific 
and you can opt out. Yeah. You know, unlike the Patriot Act where you can't opt out, you can opt out of this. Yeah, you can you can uh you know, the Patriot Act, you can't you can't take a tax break and suddenly not be uh subject to the Patriot Act's laws. Like if I take a tax break, if I take a, give up a tax break, suddenly uh I'm completely immune to the Patriot Act. That's not how it works. So there's an opt out uh for people who want it. And uh, it, it is very specific. It's it's uh, and it's against a, a known enemy, so to speak. Right. Like the Patriot Act is this sort of amorphous group of laws to sort of make us sort of feel protected, whereas vaccines work and they they are proven to work. Uh, we got a couple of emails from Chad. Chad, uh, you know, first great show. Thanks, Chad. We like it. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're kind of required to like it, though. So it's true. Yeah. Um, but he sent us a, a rather uh, lengthy email about um, uh, religions being not so much monotheistic, but monolatristic. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, and I'm sorry for doing it. Um, and, and he also goes on to, to mention uh, that, uh, you know, a lot of these supposedly uh, monotheistic religions are, in fact, um, if not polytheistic, they, they at the very least contain many demigods. Right. I've said before on the show, I think that Satanism is probably just a, a Christian offshoot or a denomination. Well, sure. So. And then you got to look at you got to look at uh, all the saints and how they treat the saints, how they treat the Virgin Mary in certain sects of Christianity. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a worshiping of someone who isn't God in those in those traditions. It's a really interesting email, though, and thank you for sending it. At the top of it, he says to us, Tom. Uh, he says, what specific things can we do to give you critical mass, uh, to keep this thing going? And I presume he's talking about our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, we, we're always happy when people just tell their friends about us. Uh, if you, if you are a skeptic or an atheist or a liberal or all three, and chances are you're all three, uh, you probably hang out with people that are of the same mind, or at least, you know, have two of those qualities or something. You might want to just suggest the podcast to those people. Just say, hey, I, you know, I found this podcast. Post it on your Facebook. Post it on your Twitter. You know, the people who follow you might get turned on to it that way. So uh, so there's social media ways. There's, you know, normal traditional ways in which you can just tell friends about it. Uh, just spread the word. Tell people about it. Say, hey, you know, I like this thing. Give them the disclaimer. You know, obviously give them a disclaimer that it's, you know, it's fucking explicit and we're going to swear a lot and we're, we're going to tell some off-color jokes and, you know, we're not all that smart. So make sure to say all those things and then <laughs> their expectations are exactly where we want them. So, Yeah, it, you, it, I'm reminded of that uh, SNL skit, the lowered expectations, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, that's... That's really where you need to, to, right. to be with us. Right. Chad also sends us a, an, an email um, where he addresses, he quibbles with us on a couple of issues, climate change and illegal immigration. Um, I, I don't really want to, and this isn't to disc, discard your points, it really isn't, but um, I don't really want to turn the email section of the show into like a point-by-point discussion of, of climate change and illegal immigration. Um, I will say that I very much appreciate your email. You raised some interesting points. Um, these are discussions we'd like to see um, I think move to like Facebook yeah. or, or, the, um, or the move blog. to our yeah. page, to our blog. So post them there and then see if you can get other people to talk to you about those things. Uh, I will say that when I read these things, I think I think these are great points. And yeah. and that's why I think that, you know, especially issues that are really gray, like climate change. I think, you know, even though there is this this scientific consensus, I think. I think, you know, there's some interesting points you make about what the downside is. And then there's also some things that you talk about in illegal, uh, illegal immigration. I agree on some of the things that you say. And 
And that, again, is a gray issue, and I don't have the answer, but I know that there are some bad things that happen because of these things. Uh, so – and that's what we talk about. We talk about some. We talk about some real easy shit on this show because that's sort of, you know, sort of simple minded here. But but we'd love to see this sort of conversation moved over to Facebook or uh, or like Tom says the blog, so people can engage you at least and talk to you about these points. And there's one thing we've discovered: it's that our listeners uh, tend to be far more well informed and uh, erudite than we are. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and there's people um, that 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 would have a good conversation about this with you. So I want to just say quickly to uh, to uh, the Twitter user, I am the swoop. Thanks for sending us uh, tweets all the time. I don't get a chance to reply to you all the time, but thanks for uh, retweeting our shows and for sending out our stuff to people. Uh, I also want to talk uh, to send out a a, tw- uh, a sort of Twitter hello to Rich from I think he's from New Zealand. He retweets our stuff too. Um, if you can find all these people on our page, if you just search for. Um, if you search for us and then you you look at our history, you can see that people have retweeted us. Uh, so you can always follow them. That's always useful if you go and follow those people too. Uh, it basically creates that community that that uh, that helps us retweet and helps us send out the message to other people that might not have ever heard about our show. Um, we also got an email from Matthew. Now, Matthew uh, tried to post a review on the Australian iTunes store. His review is the greatest <laughs> review ever. <laughs> and I do want to say that uh, iTunes reviews are crazy helpful for us. So when you talk about you know what other things you can do, um, iTunes reviews, they look great for us as far as you know um, the more we have, the more popular our show is going to look on iTunes, the more likely people are going to be when browsing randomly about to take a listen to it. So um, if you like the show or if you don't like the show, I don't give a shit. Fucking rate it. (laughs) Just fucking rate it. And then I can mock you on air. But Matthew did try to rate us on the iTunes store. Uh, It didn't take. It's an explicit podcast. He says, why can't we put up explicit reviews? Rating five stars. Title. Awesome. This podcast felches Wombat Santorum. <laughs> and that's the end of the story right there. Like, I could stop right there and be, <sighs> and be satiated and be like, ah, like basking in the felching Wombat Santorum. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm still not convinced the Wombat's a thing. I don't. Uh, I'm just saying. Um, review. I came across this podcast after reading the book Mistakes Were Made by Not By Me, which is about cognitive dissonance. In comparison to this life-changing, wonderfully written book, this podcast is like watching a monkey fling crap at a wall. But it's really funny. I think that encapsulates everything we do, man. That's just... I love it. Man. And plus, you should see my walls. Yeah. I like, even he even points out he's like they are uninformed and opinionated and they admit it. It's like yep, that's exactly us. So Booyah. yeah, we well, thank you, thank you for the rating. Even if it didn't make it anywhere, we thank you, uh, Matthew, for the rating. Tom, we get a lot of bots that send us stuff, and our, our you know we are plagued constantly on our on our uh, comment section on our blog with a ton of bots because these bots want to get in to send a message to us. So that they can get in and then start posting a bunch of fucking spam on our on our blog. So every day, more than uh, I would say 90 percent of the comments we get on our blog (laughs) are bots. But some of these are just priceless. And Tom, uh, we want to read one specifically this week. So go ahead. Our bot of the week comes from uh, ASD 20154321 at AOL.com. It's, it's, Here's looking at you, guys. The author is financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> 
presently. What did you say? <laughs> I considered necessary! <laughs> Exclamation. Maybe to facilitate bidding, transpire my inspiration on behalf of the week. <laughs> Keep it emergence. Keep it emergence. I love That's that. That's our new tagline from now on. Keep it emergence. Here at Cognitive Dissonance, we've been keeping it emergent since <laughs> April 2011. <laughs> bitches! Keep it emergence, bitches. <laughs> we also got an email from... Uh, Come on, do it! Do uh, it! Juan Wu! Hyun Wu Kim? Juan Wu, I'm going to say Juan. Is it Juan, you think? I don't know. Maybe it's... Uh, do they pronounce... I don't know how they pronounce that. So. I don't know how they pronounce it. So Juan Wu is how I'm going to say it. And he says... I, I'd like you to butcher my name in your podcast, so there you go. Done and yeah, done. so Juan Wu is what I'm going to say it is. Uh, first of all, fuck. And fuck you two for making one of the greatest podcasts I've ever heard. Well, <laughs> he's very, he doesn't have a lot of, a lot of choices, I guess, in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one podcast like that three gets podcasts. Through. And one of them is like Kim Kardashian's podcast. <laughs> Look, man, if, if I were you, I'd be less worried about this podcast than the war on Christmas. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'd be getting in your bunker. <laughs> I would just I'd just throw that out there that you guys might have a yeah. Christmas tree of doom yeah, coming exactly. your way. Fucking an O'Tannon bomb is literally a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he says that in Korea, I guess we're assuming it's a he. Oh, I guess we are. How dare we? The nerve, the gall, I just, the unmitigated I, you know, part temerity. Of me, part of me doesn't believe that women listen to this show anyway, so. <laughs> you know, women haven't been listening to me for the 33 yeah. years I've been around. <laughs> Why would they start now? <laughs> they could probably sense the tiny URL. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he says, uh, he or she says, here in Korea, religion and rationality suffers more than U.S. of A. If you don't know your mega church is there, look puny in our eyes. <laughs> and then he sends us a I link of a church with an believe. average attendance of 800,000 a week. Oh Why do you fit 800,000? I mean, that's got to be in several services, right? Because you I, can't I fit 800 grand into one place. Because if you could, you could knock out a 50th of your population with one bomb. Like, that's crazy. That is insane. One Christmas ornament, well placed. Yeah, Boom, no it's all done. Yeah. That's, Don't put uh, up a tree there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> God damn. 800,000 people per week? Yeah, it's got it. Yeah. Holy shit. I wonder shit. how many people can fit in that church. I don't know. Dude, that, that is absolutely true. Our mega churches are not mega. No, they're fucking no. tiny compared to this thing. By, Jesus. Yeah, I went to a church with my dad when I was a kid. With If there were 60 people in the pews, it was fucking crowded. You were like, good God, get the fuck out of here. I can't hear myself think. 60. 60. 800,000 people. Yeah. God damn. How many pigs do they have to roast for the fucking pig roast? I don't know. All of them. That is the answer. It's all of the pigs. <laughs> it's like a whole barge of pigs waiting outside for them to roast. Um, it also says that, um, and this is sort of not as awesome. Yeah, this is He was inspired good. to make a podcast of his own or her own. Failed miserably, costing my friendship or lack thereof. I wanted some tips on getting out a good podcast. My first tip. Now, Cecil, I know you've got some good tips. Find somebody to do all the work. <laughs> That's been instrumental for me. It is. It's worked out for you, Tom. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, podcast tips. I'm going to give a couple people some quick podcast tips here. The first one I would tell people uh, – is have good chemistry with the person you're going to be you're going to be working with. Uh, you can't do a podcast if if you if you don't have good chemistry with the people. Um, 
Tom and I have good chemistry together because we've been friends for a long time. So that's that that works out great. But other people sometimes they they don't know each other as well, and that's not going to work out. Just get on there with a buddy. That's the best. That's the best. Uh, the best advice or do a monologue show like dumbasses you know what i mean like you could you could do another show another type of show there's plenty of shows out there we particularly like the buddy show but there can be other shows and and specifically monologue shows work out great if you're gonna record record locally and then mix it post-production so don't record it via skype don't have everybody call you and then record it via skype i find that that gets muddy and doesn't work very well if everybody records separately you can you can edit and then the third tip the last tip i want to tell people is cut out the fucking pauses for christ's sakes you know i i listen to these podcasts sometimes and people will be like so uh what do you think of that oh i i, I like that like that is too long a pause <laughs> you have <laughs> right. to cut that pause out because people don't want to listen to dead air that's why radio there's almost never any dead air i think didn't they used to have like dead air warnings when there was dead air? There would be like a fucking alarm or a light would go off to let you know there's fucking dead air. So I don't know, man. But if there was that in the podcast world, they'd be on fucking DEFCON yeah, 4 no kidding, all the right? time. Because there's so many podcasts out there where the person doesn't understand timing. We cut out a lot of our show and, and tighten it up because you got to tighten it up so people understa- understand that it's more like a conversation than it is two people monologuing next to each other. And right. that's what it sounds like most of the time. Just cut out the pauses, get with somebody you like, and record locally, not over Skype. If you're going to talk, talk over Skype. Tom and I do it every week, but we record locally and then mix, mix in post-production. That's, that's my three tips to making a better podcast, and I guarantee you can make a good podcast out of that. Now, uh, as to Tom... Topics and uh, how to be a good podcast host, I can't answer that because we have a terrible – Just do something yeah. you're passionate about. Yeah. Well, we have a terrible podcast anyway. That's so, true. I, I, don't know what- <laughs> I don't know why somebody would ask us how to make a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's I would just thing say that's don't, baffling to me. Don't do all like, the things that we do. You know, I can, yeah. yeah, take our yeah. model, <laughs> reverse yeah. it. Wait, if they reverse it, though, I have to do all the work. Yeah. So never mind. No, Fuck don't that. reverse it, yeah. Yeah, don't re- – it would never come out with an episode. I did want to mention a, 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 a – a letter we got from Lori, and now Lori's a guy's name, I think. So, uh, uh, because we said that <laughs> there's no women who listen to our show, but she says, uh, she says, been listening for decades. Just a quick question while you're not too busy, and then she puts in in parentheses, Tom. What is the compelling buffer music you use just before the input section in the back of each episode? So, Tom, um, what is that music? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking. Music? We have music. I don't know. No, Tom. She fucking asked you. What the fuck is the music back I have, there, Tom? I don't know where. The, I don't know how you get music on a computer. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't know where any of this shit comes from. I answered. I did answer. Somebody asked this question, which could be the person who you turned on. She said she turned her husband on, uh, and then a couple coworkers at work. So. Uh, so maybe they asked on Facebook, but somebody just asked this question. If I don't list the clip in our podcast, then it's uh, it's it's royalty-free music that we got from GarageBand. And that particular clip, that strings clip that you're thinking of that comes on right before the email portion is called Sprightly. And it's a four-second clip from GarageBand. It's, uh, it's royalty-free music that they provide with the program. So that's where it comes from. Actually, all of our theme music of comes words. from GarageBand. So uh, this, <laughs> we have altered none of it, actually. It all comes straight from GarageBand. And what's awesome, Tom, is I'll listen. Fox News uses our intro song as, the, as part of their intro on their news site. I've heard several GarageBand clips played um, 
for for on television, yeah, yeah. on radio. Yeah, they use them it all. It cracks over. me up every time. It's yeah. like, really? Yeah. You guys have budgets. Yeah, and they use they use because it's free and it's and it's easy to use. Uh, we want to re- remind people quickly before we sign out here that we were on uh, Skeptics in the Pub UK. We said last week we didn't know when it was coming out. It is currently out. So if you go to our website for last week's show, you'll find links to it. Uh, I'll link to it again for this show. Um, it's Skeptics in the Pub, Birmingham, uh, Skeptics dot uh, Skeptics in the Pub. That's one word, dot co, dot uk. The easy way to find it. Uh, you click on the podcast side on the side of the the blog there and it'll take you to their podcast which we recorded and i thought you know we didn't come off as total assholes i think we talked about our brand of skepticism pretty well yeah well i mean we had we, we were interviewed by patrick redmond who did a great job yeah he did a wonderful and job so you know he can take a couple of, of, of schmucks like us and actually make us seem presentable yeah so, so he did, i mean it's lipstick yeah. on a pig it really is yeah i mean yeah but, but he he did a great job and we we didn't come off as uh, as the raging assholes that we thought we would. Although Tom couldn't help himself and dropped a bunch of f bombs. I know so his show's you, not explicit, yeah, and I didn't fucking care. What's so I, funny <laughs> is that he puts on the bottom under the thing. He's like, "They're a bit sweary." Well, how about fucking Tom is a fucking bit sweary because I didn't swear once on his show. I like how I can't get away from it, and I'm the one who's got a little kid. I know, <laughs> right? Like I should be, I should be able to just flip that switch. Right. Right. Yeah, I fucking can't. Yeah. So, well, shit. <laughs> well, as always, we're going to leave the listeners with uh, the Skeptics' Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.